0: Welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner. This is the out of class edition with Ben, Janesh and Matt. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Lifelong Learner. So today,
1: thanks Benny for joining us. Uh, It's good to be on. It's good to be on. It feels like it's, I don't know, it feels like a long time. It has, it's time distorts.
0: It does, it does. We did miss, um, two weeks ago, I had to postpone, um, so the, it has been longer than, than usual since we've uh, chatted. Yes. Yeah. And so yep. Matty's uh, either slept in or off with his parole officer. Uh, the last yeah. episode he was uh, leaving to go see his parole officer. Or both. Or both, yes, yes. <laughs> slept in with his parole oh, officer. Oh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, but how have you been? How's the last uh, what, four weeks? Four weeks been? <laughs>
1: it's been, uh, you know when you laugh because you just there's this nervous like <laughs> like you just want to cry one of those ones where you actually want to cry a little bit but yeah. you're laughing yeah <laughs> it's been it's been full on you you know and i know it's been full on for you as well but uh wait right, um what was it it was <laughs> four weeks ago i got covid wow uh, and we had COVID in the whole family which is like a two-week uh exercise um yeah and uh, um, I, I certainly i certainly don't want to play it down uh because COVID's a real thing you do get you know in my case it was a bit of man flu two three days and then pretty much better uh, in fact so much better mate i ran my fastest uh Fastest ten k's on day fourteen of COVID. Really, fastest ten k's ever. Oh wow! Uh, so, um, so no long term side effects here. Yeah, except yeah. that little ex- twitch. That ex- little except twitch. for the twitch, uh, and of course, the kids all got it. The three kids got it. Uh, mm. They just had it for a couple of days, and then they were good. Michelle had it for a bit longer. She had a good week of feeling a bit miserable, and uh, mm. she's back to normal, telling me what to do. So, uh, mate, <laughs> so um, we're all back to normal. But it's, uh, it's how was the two, two weeks. How was the two weeks of isolation? You know, whew, I don't know how people do the hotel thing with no reason, you know. Like mm. they haven't got KB, they've got no reason, but they get stuck in a hotel quarantine. I had a reason to be home. I get it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, got a big house, got plenty of space, you know. Um, but it was... It was okay for the first few days, you know. But, but, uh, the, the second week, when you go, you know, I'm good to go, mm. and you're at home, <laughs> uh, that that made it a little bit tricky. But you know, it was uh, it was it was okay. I bought uh, I, I bought some Lego, made some made some Lego. Uh, didn't do any G saw puzzles, but uh, made some Lego. Did some cooking, and and fortunately, uh, fortunately. Um, we all got kind of COVID a little bit one after the other, so there was always sort of something to do. You know, someone to mm. look after. Mm. Someone had the little bell that ring. <laughs>
0: what a, what service, a dream.
1: service. Yeah. I want something to eat. Um, there was kind of a bit of that going on, so that was good. But mate, it takes two weeks out of your sort of out of your life a little mm. bit. You kind of you step out of the world for a little bit, and so then getting back in, there's so much to do and so much to catch up on and uh, of course, one of the things we missed was the team event up yeah, at the summit. I know. So that's created a, a lot of sadness for me because it was, it was, we really wanted to finish the year mm. on a big, on a big event and have yeah. a big reflection piece. And so that was just one bit, we'll do that in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, mate, it's just been really a full on, you know, getting back, new team starting and. Uh, How many new players on your team? So uh, we've got two new team members, yep. awesome yep. Charlie at Front Desk and Dr. Robin has just started. But there's so much, as you know, you know, in business, anyone who's in business that's watching this knows um, just onboarding team is that you forget how much, what's that saying? You forget, anyway, I can't remember the saying, but you forget how much you know, mm. right? how much someone doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And how much there is to learn when you step into a business, the little inc- intricacies of being in the business. So anyway, uh, it's all happening and mate, it's only two weeks till Christmas and yeah, whew, so, yeah. yeah.
0: How was integrating back in after two weeks out, not being in at the clinic, um, the team there kind of, um, managing themselves, obviously you check in with them virtually and over the phone, but, um. I was kind of coming back into that, um,
1: yeah. After yeah, but, being I'll away, I tell you what was a little bit weird um, was w- when you when you test positive, they say you have got fourteen days of quarantine mm-hmm. now, home quarantine, fourteen days, mm-hmm. and so you instantly go, "Okay, I tested on the Sunday, so therefore, I, I get out on this Sunday in two weeks' time," and so you kind of map out that's what's going to happen. You kind of tell people. I'll be out on Sunday. Anyway, uh, one of the things that I did notice, I'd, and, and and maybe it was the home quarantine. I don't know what it was, but I just lost, you know, during the, during the home experience, whether it was COVID, like I said, or home quarantine, a bit of hope. Mm. Like it was a little bit of hope kind of just almost disappeared. A little bit of future thinking disappeared, a little bit of, Hey, it's Christmas coming up, and it's going to be exciting. That sort of disappeared a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what really highlighted it was the Victorian government changed the quarantine oh, yes. from fourteen days to ten. So that was that. Did that change happen mid your quarantine? It, it did. It happened on my day twelve, actually. On my day twelve, so I'd already over, overstayed two days. <laughs> Uh, which was like, well, it could have sent me that a few days ago. But <laughs> anyway, because I've now done 12 days instead of 10. But mentally I had planned out, no, no, I've got two more days at home still. Mm. I got, I, got to, I don't come out till Sunday. What do you mean I can come out today? I'm not ready to come out today. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, the hotel ringing and saying, oh, I know you're supposed to check out Sunday, but we'd like you to check out today. Yeah. Um, I'm not ready to check out yet. Uh, I'm not ready to go back to the world. I'm not ready to go back to things. so this was a Friday. Mm. I get the message at like nine thirty in the morning and I go, oh my god i can I can get out now mm. and it was a bit of oh, i'm not I'm not quite organized I'm not mentally prepared. I haven't kind of switched on, and importantly, the hope the the future visioning mm-hmm. that you know we often constantly have where it's great now, but there's a component of you that's going. Do you know i'm i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to christmas mm. i'm looking forward to a team i'm looking forward to something that wasn't there so it was just a little bit weird i got to tell you that friday was just a bit of a weird day uh, in getting back out into the world so did you uh, get
0: back out in the world on the friday or you're like nah I'm I, just going, I did oh, i'm going to take you know, my I did. Days. um
1: i i because i could feel i could feel that awkwardness yeah. i could feel that lo- lack of hope and so i th- went. I'm literally within 30 minutes, I'd got my jacket Mm. and got in the car and drove down to the practice to try and break that spell, try and break that weirdness, Mm -hmm. try and, you know, just reconnect, go out and get myself a coffee. Um, So, uh, yeah, so back into it, but, uh, it was, it was a bit of an experience. It was a bit of a weird thing. Yeah. But how about you? What's, uh, what's been going on for you in that sort of month? that we haven't caught oh, up? Oh, mate, it's, uh, it's been a lot,
0: I think, since last time we chatted. We were, we were talking about this at the time to uh, to double down, right? Mm. Um, and it it's, hasn't been shy of uh, doubling, tripling, maybe quadrupling down. Um, and by, I think, by need, by want, but also necessity. Um, like longer days, um, some staffing changes, um, it's like the perfect storm, like the perfect storm is, is coming, but there's also, there's a lot of good in that as well, um, but it's just, uh, yeah, tiring a little bit, um, mm. like it's each, like it was a, a couple of weeks ago, was it last week? No, week before, uh, week it's a big Thursday and I was like, oh, I'm done, I am done at like three o'clock, I'm, home. I'm going home, nope. Uh, uh, and then, but the next day, like that day, it felt like a little broken, to be honest. But then the next morning, it's like, all right, it's a, it's good. It's a new day. Thursday, Thursday, uh, I oh, go, okay, the week's got one on me, but I've got, uh, I've got five. I've won five, the week's won one. Um, and then next day was a new day, and it was, uh, but it is interesting, though, you hear, um, I think I, talking to other people. Uh, business owners, other people in similar similar positions, everyone's um, like flat chat right now, um, and the ones that aren't are like the ones that aren't. They're like, oh yeah, we're coasting. Um, it seems like there's something wrong. Um, mm. So it's so yeah, it's been good. Um, I'll tell you. Last week I uh, was wearing Anglesey on the weekend and there was a race that was supposed to be in September and then got postponed to October and then got postponed to this last weekend. And given the four weeks I had, I didn't really, hadn't been training, hadn't been running. Two weeks ago, did a race out of, um, I just checked an email and the race in March had been postponed to November. And it was like, uh, if you don't do it, that's it. You You just lose your entry. And I was like, ah, might as well. Week before, Ran a long run, um, and then it was hurting. I'm like, oh, this is not great. Next week's going to hurt. Did the race. It was good. Hard. Was it um, Macedon Rangers, which is beautiful, beautiful. Um, and then, so that was good. And then I was like, and there's two weeks. And then this, this race, I was like, you know what? We've booked accommodation. We're heading down to the coast. Uh, nah, I'm not going to race. I'm not going to race. Cyrus is going to race on the Saturday, on the Sunday, Um, I'm going to look, we'll be around the event, might volunteer and, uh, let's just have a, have a chilled weekend out with family. Um, then Tuesday, a, uh, a post comes up in a Facebook group, who wants a free entry? Uh, I'm, I'm racing and the post was like, my wife is, uh, injured and we don't want the, the, to go, go to waste. And I was like, oh, I'm like, man, mm-hmm. so I'll send you a direct message. So I sent a message and I said, first I said, oh, look, how much do you want for it? Because they're like about a $300 entry. And I was like,
1: oh, really?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was the other part where uh, on the Tuesday morning, it's funny, Tuesday morning, I went to, I was like, you know what? I'll enter the smaller distance and um, the shorter distance, I should say. And then I went into the shorter distance and the online entries had closed and they said look you can come on the friday it hasn't sold out and i was like oh, for the shorter distance it was still pretty pricey compared to what's a short distance 50 50 ks 50k what was a what ha- was a long distance 100 100 Whew. so and i was like oh you know and that was like made me think a little bit more and go you know what oh nah last minute decision don't want to be spending Couple hundred bucks, 300 hundred bucks um, on something that I'm not really trained for, or good. And so this entry was for the hundred, and I was like, I oh, go, okay, hold it, I okay, go, give me till the end of the day. I need to just think. Um, and then I, uh, I messaged him back that evening. I said, look, is there any chance of? Can you ask the event organisers if one when you transfer it, can you downgrade it to fifty? And we go, look, I'm just not. I go, 100 will just be a painful day. Yeah, sure. We'll give it a red hot crack. We'll get it done. It's just going to be ugly. Um, so we, and long story short, the, um, I entered the 50K. Um, and he was like 10 minutes away from the start line. And he'd, uh, he's got a young family too. And I see he goes, oh, look. I go, look, I'm happy to still give you a lift. And he goes, what do you mean? Because it's two hours before. Your start. Go, Look, Nana, all good. That was your main post on, hey, how do I get to the start line? I'm happy to get up early, um, pick him up at five and drop him off of the start line. And now I started at seven. So, uh, mate, had a crack at the 50K. Um, How'd you go? Yeah, good, good. Uh, right, left knee played up because I've got pretty weak glutes and hips and it just plays out, meaning my knees hurt uh, if I'm not doing the the strength stuff and if my body's not conditioned so like 15 k's in it was hurting it was it was hurting um, and then you just kind of suck it up and at 20 k's may or may not have popped a couple of painkillers uh, and anti-inflammatory so got it done but there was a it was like a seven k section of just beach running and that just oh. like.
1: Just That's brutal.
0: At, towards the end as well, um, just took it out of me. But it was good. So I finished in uh, 6 hours 20. Um, so it wasn't bad. It would have, um, at one point there, I thought I wanted to break uh, 6. I would have been happy to break 6. Um, but the body, body didn't really let me. Um, yeah. But it was also a good day in terms of a good decision of not doing 101 because I'm not prepared but also longer days it takes your whole day out so you can't really do anything with family after, like one year you toast but it's just a longer day so um, after that kind of went shout off and then um, spent the rest of the afternoon in the lawn so we just drove down the coast and spent it in the lawn had lunch when by the beach um, which was awesome and then the next day was just uh side raced, and uh, Anglesey's got a new surf club and it's just epic they hosted the Sunday at the surf club, like this little three-story. When I say little, big, big three-story building, beautiful building, um, and that was, that was that community feel felt foreign but so good. Mm. That community mm. feel was probably that was the main part that drew me to the event. Was like that community feel on the Sunday too.
1: Um, You've that- talked about that with these racing events. I got to come along to one of these racing events and do one because you, there, there is a strong. There is a strong racing community, isn't mm,
0: there? Right. You yeah. see, like, even the um, – a lot of familiar faces. Um, and a lot of faces, like, say, during Saturday, you would see him through – like, they would be at aid stations, so helping out their friends and family. And then so at the end, you'll – so you'll see If So someone who's similar paces you, you'll see them, their friends and family coming into mm-hmm. an aid station. So they'll see you. and They go, hey, good job. And then at the end, they had a um, – they had a recovery tent, which is actually epic. So, they had uh, recovery boots, an ice bath, uh, massage guns, and two masseuses. Um, but they also had like a bar and a beer garden. So, you're hobbling around, and people you don't know are like, Hey, how'd you go? How are the legs feeling? And you just strike up like this, this instant connection point. Um, and mm. even if you didn't run, but there's a spectator go, How are you feeling? And you're just talking. I know we were, I was sitting in the, one of the chairs with those um, compression boots on, mm. and um, two people next to me don't know. We're all got a beer in our hand, just 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 chatting, right? And then the next day, the community feel was pretty like, hey, how'd you go? What you entered last? What you entered yesterday? You don't know their name. You don't. Most of the time, sometimes you don't even get their name. You
1: just kind of keep talking. Yeah, um, oh, that's so good. Tell me about the. I'm curious because you weren't you weren't prepped. So how did you prep for your aid stations, your food stations? Have you got a like a checklist you always just grab and you go, okay, I need that, that and that, that's, yeah. that's my go-tos? Yeah, so the
0: aid station part was probably um, the best part of the race for me. Um, I think due to, uh, due to experience and I would make up time. So people that would come in earlier to an aid station to me, um, I'll be out quicker. So I had things really like dialed into um, uh, like, I think my longest aid stage it was like maybe three or four aid stations on the race. Longest aid station stop was 90 seconds. Um, oh, jeez. So it, it was like, um, had two hydration bottles ready to switch, knew what my nutrition was. And then I had a couple of, so Keisha was at aid stations for me too. Um, so it was a, a water bottle and a like a electrolyte mix bottle that I would switch out um, to two pieces of nutrition. If I needed it, um, and a replenish on salt tablets if I needed it. And then at the three quarter mark was a a third of a cup that I would take with me, uh, of Red Bull. And that was it. And that's what I knew, that's what I needed. And then if anything, I would they had like their own stuff there, part of the event. I might grab a grab a snake or some potato chips along the way, and then then in in and out. And so a lot of the time so I was coming into an aid station, I'd have the bottles out ready to go to dump um had like either some rubbish or wrappers i would have it in a pocket anyway so i didn't have to dump that so i knew coming in and out mm. um that it would be really really quick and so people uh, like other people later on the course would catch up and goes what what What? how did that happen I because you came in after me but you were gone i go yeah i just didn't i didn't need anything i go oh i got what i needed really quickly i knew exactly what i needed um, ask myself the question how's feet doing so do I need to change socks do I need to uh, tend to a hot spot do I need to and then if those questions were no then there's no need to stop just keep just keep mm-hmm. keep moving and I think that comes from I think that, I think that comes from experience of screwing it up and learning what works and at times on some of the longer ones I've um, doubled up my pack so I come in and I just switch packs so I don't stop I just go take the pack off like 500 meters on the way in, pass the pack off, grab the new pack and go. So, Wait, got, you, got,
1: you got multiple packs. You're like a pro. Yeah, I got
0: two. I got two, um, two very similar similar packs. So, then, yeah, you just switch, switch them out. It's like a pit stop, like Grand Prix pit stop, and go, all right, that's all I need. Uh, and then the team knows. I um, mean, team, lovely, lovely wife, Kasia, will uh, support crew there. Uh, but also, um, it's funny, I always say at a race I need a I don't need a cheer squad, I need a, a commitment squad. And mm. um, she'll kick my ass if I stay too long in an A mm. station. I think we've it's a good because we've had this conversation out of race mode and it's what it's what I need. During it, it's when I'm hurting it. It's not what you want to hear. But like if you if I'm in there longest, you're like, what the heck are you doing? Move. Get going. Mm-hmm. You don't need anything else. I go, no, no, no. My feet is so good. No, suck it up. Here's
1: a paddle. Go, go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is good, which is good. Mate, isn't that isn't that uh, just true for life, right? Mm-hmm. You need someone to champion you. Uh, and often often our wives do that. Often our husbands do that. Often mm-hmm. our partners do that for us. Then In those moments when you're down, they step up. Mm-hmm. In the moments when you're questioning your self-worth or your self-confidence, <laughs> when you're questioning your ability, they go, no, I believe in you. Mm. Keep going, you know. Uh, so important to have those support people in our lives. Uh, I was chatting with someone uh, yesterday, kind of a coaching client, I, I guess, I'd say. I, I coach for another organization and uh, he, he he said, you know, no, I'm okay. I, 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 I just get through these things alone. Mm. And... I said, how's that working out for you? (laughs) (laughs) Because it hadn't worked out so well in the past. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Sometimes we do the same thing that didn't work out last time, thinking that maybe this time it might work out different, but it doesn't. (laughs) And then weirdly, we do it again and we do it again and we do it again and we do it again, right? Um, But his strategy was to do it alone. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know whether life was meant to be that way. No, uh, you don't. You certainly don't see it in the animal kingdom. Uh, they they very rarely do stuff alone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a pack, or it's you know two of them. Uh, mm. that get through it together.
0: Yeah, and I think you just—I don't know if it's. I, I think unfortunately, males do that way too much. Uh, I don't know if it's ego or bravado or. Um, this facade that nah don't need help I'm good I've got it Um, and even it's not even a uh, you might not need assistance but it's just even a sharing of the journey of of venting and go hey this is hard like even that right is is helpful Um, but yeah I don't know It's, it's do you see it in more just just males in general
1: No, I uh, I, mean, I think that's if I was to kind of think about a generalization I think there's a there is a generalization that that may happen and we see that certainly in healthcare mm. males are less likely to seek assistance when it comes to health concerns mm-hmm. um well, whether it's physical health concerns whether it's mental health concerns I think I think that's the case and do they think they they can do it alone maybe Maybe mm. um, we can be real solvers, you know, we want to solve things. Mm. We don't necessarily need to discuss it. We just need to solve it, you know, and mm. that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a typical or a generalisation that we see in men that mm. and particularly in, in males and females, husbands and wives, you know, the wife will say, you know, this is happening to me right now and the husband will attempt to jump in straight away uh-huh. to give the solution. And that's mm. not necessarily what she wants mm. she wants to chat about it mm. she wants to discuss it mm. um and michelle often says to me she says i just i'm just having a discussion with you you know yeah. I, I didn't want to have an argument i didn't want to have mm. a, re- a resolution i didn't want to have a solution mm. i just wanted to have a discussion yeah. women like to discuss God. um and men like to just resolve yeah. and solve
0: i've started asking I again, I probably don't do it enough, and I, I say it to some of my clients. But I, uh, I ask myself sometimes, okay, do I need to listen or do I need to solve? And sometimes I'll I'll openly say it. Uh, sometimes it gets me in trouble by saying it, like, oh no, you should know, Janesh, but um, but I'll think man, I'm like, okay, do I need to listen here or do you need help? Or I'll keep listening and just just talk, and then I'm like, do you want any help? just because I've learned to because I've just get get in trouble or it just it doesn't go great. Well, mm. I'm like, yeah, of course. Mate, you can't expect the same same result if you keep doing the same shit, right? Um, so, yeah, it, it is interesting mm. that way.
1: Mm. Well, Jimmy Collins, you know, the book From Good to Great, Jim talks mm. about what's your question to statement ratio? How often do you just ask questions, be more curious, Uh engage a conversation versus make statements give solutions mm. and uh he's suggesting you should have a better question to statement ratio
0: that's a good one question to statement mm. ratio. question
1: ratio. to statement ratio My good mate uh lou holtz my famous american college football coach uh it's his picture over there on that wall mm-hmm. um lou says i never learnt nothing uh by uh by talking i only learned stuff by asking questions Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think we could we could all do that, but we need a champion. We need someone to to be in our corner, mm-hmm. you know, our sergeant at arms, someone mm-hmm. to, you know, um, keep us on track. And I think that's true for business. It's mm-hmm. where you and I mm-hmm. are great at what we do, you know, in the business coaching and performance coaching work that we do. Uh, we need that in our relationships. Mm-hmm. We need that in our health. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, the health industry uh one of the great things about the healthy news is the coaching they bring
0: mm. you know
1: personal coaching mm-hmm. um uh what's the word i'm looking for not personal coaching what are they called um
0: Mentals. pts physical personal trainers personal trainer
1: thank, thank you. you personal trainer uh you know they do such a great job mm. like i know i always lift a heavier weight when mm. the personal mm-hmm. trainer's there mm-hmm. and watching yeah the weights get a little lighter when he turns his back, or when he's you know, he's not there in the gym with me. Um, and you would notice that too with your running. You know, you run a little quicker, you run a little yeah. further uh, when someone's there in your corner to cheer you on.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think well, I've got to
1: ask. I've got to ask. Super important question. What do you run in? What runners do you use for trail running?
0: I use um, for trail running. I use Solomons. Mm. Um, I have two pairs of Solomons. I've got. I don't have them right here. Um, I'll send you a photo of them. I've got a, a race pair of Solomons that are just a lighter, uh, probably mid, uh, mid, probably aggressiveness of tread at the bottom, um, and then the. So I have another pair of Solomons that are like, um, like they look like uh, they look like they're, they're football cleats on the bottom, like for super muddy, muddy, uh, wet conditions like if the they're like or-
1: that are they the speed cross yeah and you yeah. race one of the s labs yep
0: yep so i got a speed cross um and then i got an s lab and i i've got a pair of another trail ones of um they're on the way out at the moment meaning they're just they're just worn out um, in the states when you just live in the states sketches were big like here when you yeah, think sketches sketches yeah. like old man right old man yeah. old person uh, sketches sketches a performance range there and then they made this epic like super comfy trail shoe so uh, not as light as the Solomon S Labs but comfy for long distance so like the, the, some of the 50s and the 100s would do, do that um, no super like wide toe box as well so you have a bit of um, yeah. a bit more uh, like just room there for when your feet swell um, but I did pick up when we were in Brighton a couple months ago, um, did pick up a set of uh, Ultras. Ultras? A-L-T-R-A-S? So they're oh, yeah. Like zero drop um, trail shoes. To be honest, I looked at them because they looked awesome um, with the look of them. Uh, and then, so I've only run them some short distances. because so I've got some weak ankles. And I was talking to the guy, he goes, look, are you do what are you running? And he's like, look, these... Because if you do, if you jump into these straight away, you're going to cause more pain, like more injuries, more pain. He goes, do your shorter trail stuff in this stuff. Um, you'll get some more stability. Your feet will get stronger, um, and then see how you go. You might just use this for shorter. You might like, but he mm. goes, be smarter. Don't just jump in. Don't don't just do a long trail run in these um
1: yeah but it's such an industry the shoe i mean i i love Mm. researching runners Mm. uh and looking at the different logan's birthday today and so we we just bought him some new new runners and uh i was i spent probably um how much time researching oh lots of time researching but i spent two hours at chatty between athletes foot and rebel and uh and all the sports stores in there trying on the different shoes i'll tell you what i did try on which was epic I hope your listeners, our, our listeners are, um, are running people and they like talking about <laughs> us. Um, but the adios, uh, the Adidas Adios Adio Pros, mm-hmm. oh, my God. They are, They feel quick. They feel like you've just strapped two rockets to your feet. <laughs> they're they are, they are like putting on just a pair of socks. They're super light. You mm-hmm. do, almost don't know they're on your feet. Yeah. you have yeah. got this cool carbon plate, so they're a carbon mm-hmm. runner, um, that's got like the five... I was going to say fingers, but five toes that branch out from the heel out through along the what we call the metatarsals oh. underneath your foot. Oh, they got this. They're, oh. But they're they're quite minimalist. Yeah, there's not not a lot of cushioning. Cushioning. Yeah. So you do a marathon in them, but they're not certainly a daily trainer. So yeah. I didn't get those, but I did get logs uh, the Nike Zoom Fly Next Percent, mm. which uh, again a carbon plate shoe. Yeah. Uh, they've got the uh, the Nike cushion in the forefoot because he's a bit more of a, a forefoot toe runner mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know super epic but that carbon plate technology mm-hmm. have you run in carbon shoes
0: yeah so I've got a pair that I just do um, just speed work in and they're the um, what are they uh, Cicconi's Cicconi Endorphins um, Endorphins yeah. yeah Endorphin Endorphin Speed Pros I think yeah. um, and the Bouncing them like it's like you're it's like you hit the ground and it comes back up um, yes. but they feel like they're like that like super light um but i try not to i only use them like just for some speed stuff because i'm like oh they're like i feel like they're like my go fast shoe like mm. okay, I'm, I'm not allowed to coast in them so if i put these mm. on i have to go fast um, yeah but it's just, um it's like the, the technology in the shoes now uh Crazy, and how light they are, how light they are, what they do, what they can, yeah, everything.
1: Mm. Yeah. it's so, uh, but it's good to so, tell yeah, I do- uh, So, did you buy doing... yourself some shoes as well while you were there at Chatty, mate? Or... Oh, jeez. I, I nearly bought those Adidas, Adio, whatever, yep. pros, just, just cause. <laughs> um, but but I, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, but I aimed for some newies. Uh, do you still
0: use your minimalist- walk around shoes
1: oh i, I I'd, I'd like to get back into them which is yeah. what you were talking about too with the um at a, a t, a t uh, a tira? Ultras. Ultras. uh ultra ultras yeah um yeah. there yeah so i use the uh what are they called are they the, vibrams um, what were they called are they vibrams no not the vibrams um uh or vibram if you're vibram. in australia vibram. Vibram. yeah um uh, I can't, mate, it's not, It's gonna, It's escaping me. But, but yeah, they're the like minimal a, shoe.
0: There was like a zero drop, but it was more of a daily, like a daily comfortable shoe. Is
1: yeah, they mean? have a whole range. They yeah. have a whole incredible range of just like fashion shoes, you know, yeah. black kind of work shoes. Uh, but these are these are trail runners. Yeah. Uh, which are yeah, total, I mean, they're just like putting on a plastic sort of sock, really, <laughs> um, a rubberized sock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really interesting, but you're right, you've gotta ease yourself into them. Mm. Uh, I did do a run I had a run coach uh, show me how to use mm. barefoot runners or how to run barefoot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. just gotta stay consistent with it. I did have an experience um, when I was getting when I was getting in it uh, this was last year it was it was winter and mm-hmm. so I, I jumped in the water and swam. Mm. You need know, to do triathlons. Obviously, you swim first, then you bike, and then you run. So I jumped in the water and I swam, and I was into the barefoot thing at that time. And I swam uh, from one pier in Frankston up to the other pier with them on. Not, no, no, with, without any shoes on at all, okay. just like in my wedding. Yeah. And I got out and I thought, barefoot man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> run back. I'll run back barefoot because I'm now a barefoot runner. So, and it's winter, and my feet have been in the water, and they've, they've gone. Totally numb. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then I'm running. So I can't feel the concrete under my feet. And I'm running along the concrete and I'm on the, running along the bitumen road. And I get back to where my car is. And by this point, my feet have started to defrost and they've started to warm up. And all of a sudden, I could feel that like just incredible burn. Like, my feet were like on fire. Uh, and and I was still, it was still about 50 to 100 meters back to my car. Mm. And of course, by this point, all the people have now arrived. There's lots of people pulling up mm. to get the coffee at the coffee place at the bottom of Oliver's Hill. And here's me like just hobbling in a wetsuit <laughs> in, front of, in front of hundreds of people. Um, oh, yeah, t- so don't swim in ice cold water and then run barefoot, it's a rookie mistake.
0: Oh. Like, I've, um, yeah, I think I've had one necessity barefoot running experience where uh, a race, in, when we lived in the States, there was a race on uh, Nantucket Island. It's called the Rock Run. Um, the Rock Run's a great run. And we did it on the, I think the 10th year, I entered in their 10th year anniversary and they started it. started with, how this run started was a, um, a bit of ego of like, hey, can we run the whole uh, perimeter? of this island and um, to start though you had to swim across this little section and then run Um, and I'm not a swimmer right so that part I was just worried more about this like three hundred meter open water swim let alone this thing Uh, and then but you run and then probably halfway through because 90% of it is beach running so it's all sand you're all sand, so it's that's hard. So 50 miles, about 80 k's of a perimeter of an island. So you see every single beach, right? So even the private beaches, and so part of this beach is um, part of this island is very, very upmarket, very yuppy, just off the coast of um, Massachusetts just by Boston, where very, very like wealthy island. So some parts of the beach you're not allowed to go on. It's like so normal people. If we went in this event, it's a private. Like part of that person's title is part of the sand mm. um, So it was cool to see some of that. But then maybe a couple of hours in, I was like, there's no point me wearing shoes because they keep getting full of sand. And it was a hot, mm. sticking day. I'm like, they just get full of sand. So halfway through, uh, and I'm like, you know what? As they get hotter, I'll just go into the water and I'll come out. i go into the water, come out. And so I put them in my pack, right? Get to get to the final spot, and there was I think there was eight k left, um, but it was all bitumen, So you go in off the thing, and I'm like, great, take um take my pack off. There's one shoe. Oh. and I'm like, where's the other one? So I'm like, and it was just I got off the beach, and I was like, oh, I like that tired. Give me one second. Go back down to the beach to have it. And it was a, it was a red shoe. I'm like, all right, I can find it. Can't see it and they're like and that yeah so there was a team event in solo i did the solo and they said hey look i'm like i'm gonna far to the end and he's like oh it's oh, about four or five miles About again about 8k and i was like all right is it all tar what is it and he goes oh it's a bit of both bit of bit of tar bit of road bit of sidewalk and i'm like all right i'll just i'll just sold on barefoot and uh, ran the, ran it to the end to barefoot, and I, I was sore because I've never never ran that far at all. It wasn't. It was end of summer, so yeah, you know you have get summer feet of like just walking mm, the mm. barefoot a bit, but not to the extent of running that far, that far more, I should say, on on hard surface. Mm. Um,
1: How were they at the end?
0: Yeah, were they was, okay. Yeah, the were, feet were okay. I was the body was was mm. the body was 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 crook. My Body was like. I think they did a um, because they, that year they only had three finishes of the solo, um, and it's the tenth year, so they did this massive party. The event organizer because uh, probably only fifty people entered, um, including the teams. So the event organizer put in a a bar tab. I couldn't finish it, beer. I was like, Cash, I feel I feel sick. And she's like, <laughs> and she goes to me. She goes, Yeah, you just ran eighty k's in thirty degree heat. And I'm like, yeah, just. But so feet were okay. Feet were okay. Yeah. Body was in another story.
1: These are, these yeah. are the great adventures, aren't they? These yeah. are the great. Just it's yeah. The memories that we look back on of, and it's and it's often the, the the ugly moments that are the so memorable ones. Mm.
0: Mm. The easy yeah. times you don't really remember. You don't yeah. you don't remember the easy ones. I don't. I think they don't uh, they don't etch themselves in, in, in into your right. memory and they don't um, they don't provide you with any bait like they in the moment it might because it's a win but um, but later they don't they don't make the the story time right so yeah. I think it's as um, always that I always say make make memories but it's like make stories right how can you, right. how can you make something an adventure or a story that you're going to tell around a fire or tell, tell, tell your kids or tell someone. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's, um, that's what, I think that's what it's about. I don't think we do that stuff enough. I think people just mm-hmm. go through the monotonous of everyday churn. Um, they don't, they don't risk it for the biscuit. They want to be comfortable. They want to be, I think as we were saying about the doubling down now, people are like, Oh, it's it's holiday season. It's, I'm, I'm, I want to put my feet up. Mm. Um, they, don't, they don't want to.
1: I love what you said about that around um, create not just memories but create stories. Uh, and I was chatting with someone about this the other day and I'm curious what you do. Uh, he said something about we we're talking about memories and mm. reflection and I said people often say things happen for a reason and I say, mm, maybe, but maybe we put a reason to things that happen. Yeah, that there, the thing that happens is just the thing that happens, and we actually put a meaning to it. Mm-hmm. sometimes a resourceful one, sometimes an unresourceful mm-hmm. one. Uh, anyway, we went on to a discussion around th- this reflection, and and I I talked to the guys about what I do around reflection, because often we get to Christmas, it's crazy, you know, like it's it's all happening. Finally. You know, Christmas Day arrives, we eat, we collapse on the couch and then our body sinks for the next three or four days into this sort of just recovery hibernation mode, right? And then before we know it, it's New Year's Eve. Oh, my God, I've got to find myself back up again. It's time, you know, I'm told I've got to party, I've got to scream, I've got to drink, you know, I've got to stay up till midnight. told that's what I've got to do. And then we start our very first day of the year hungover, like sore, um, uh, often because we drink uh, with a lack of hope, a lack of optimism because <laughs> darkness often sets in when we borrow happiness with alcohol, you've got to pay that debt back the next day. Um, and we start the year like that and then we, you know, kind of, and all of a sudden the year starts and we're into the year and we haven't just, we haven't taken a moment. To reflect on the year that was, and so I have a strategy around uh, at the end of every year, sometime in December, I find a weekday and I get, get a great restaurant and I go just by myself. I take my diary, uh, I take my electronic diary, uh, and I take my Facebook for, on my phone uh, because I use Facebook as a as a pretty much as a daily diary. All the events that you know, the cool stuff mm-hmm. like you were done, there'll be a selfie, there'll be something right. I've taken a picture of. Uh, And I just post it privately into Facebook. And so I'll take there and I'll sit for three hours. For two of those hours, I'll just reflect. I'll go through literally every day of my diary and go, oh, that's right. I remember I I caught up with that guy and I met that person and I did that thing and I went to that event and and I'll go through my Facebook and it's tears, tears of joy, tears of sadness, Uh, and I do a huge reflection piece and just acknowledge the year that was, take that pause, and it's in that often. That I then find the stories mm. that, that I tell later on, right? And then that's, and then once once I finish that, the second, the last hour, I then write a, a future diary that I'm sitting in this restaurant in a year from now. And what would I be wanting to reflect on? What would I want in my diary? Mm-hmm. Now, what would I, what memories would I be wanting to make over this next year? It's a great exercise yeah. to do it before Christmas hits, before the you get into mm-hmm. the crazy. Uh do you do anything? Do you do any kind of reflection before the new year? Um no, not before the new year.
0: I actually do it in the month of January. Um mm-hmm. where so I'm I'm down I'm just it's not not up anymore. But I'm downstairs in um in my house at the moment and I uh, I probably spend a, an evening down here um, with music and just like post-it notes and the wall is just full and that's just like going, all right, what was it here and what do I what do I want to create? Um, and it just sits there for probably, I let it sit for a month because when I don't, uh, I've got the luxury I don't need to take them down um, mm. and then see, it's funny because then sometimes natural attrition of what what falls off, right? Like just in the mm-hmm. stickiness. But then mm. also going, when I walk back in, what, what ones do I, if the ones that fall off, do I pick it up and put it back up? Or do I go, mm, nah, it's all good. Um, or oh, it's interesting, Sire will have a look at it. And so I go, oh, I like that one, right? Um, so I do that. I think I do like the, uh, the reflection of the year that was. Um, I, I haven't done that. Um, have you got this year scheduled? Is it in?
1: yeah yeah i i this year i i I was going to go to the same place that i went last year which was to Cosy, which Mm. is a great little italian restaurant in south yarra Mm -hmm. uh but i've I've just literally changed it yesterday to go to hotel gatan which was a um a restaurant i took my dad at a couple Mm -hmm. of days before he passed away Mm -hmm. Uh, i wheeled him out of the hospital so he uh he'd pretty much they said look we not that we can't necessarily, maybe. We're choosing not to help your dad anymore. Like it's just mm. we're supporting him. Mm. And uh, I said to the nurse, oh, um, I might just take him downstairs to the cafeteria. You know, get him just down the calf." She said, okay, well, well, don't be long. You know, don't be, don't be too long. Yeah. Uh, he's, got, he's got to have his whatever, his injection this afternoon mm-hmm. or something or other. Anyway, I said, dad, we're not fucking going down to the cafeteria. <laughs> So uh, so I wheel him out the front funny. out the front of the hospital, um, the Alfred, mm-hmm. uh, and we turn left and we head towards uh St Kilda Road. We get down to St Kilda Road, and it's one of those dodgy hospital, you know, mm. uh, wheelchairs. They're not like super high performance, <laughs> right? It's so, just
0: rickety, it's moving everywhere. Yeah, really. yeah.
1: So we're rigging it over the over the footpath and and um we get down there and it was just a bit dodgy down that mm. end. There was, a, there was a cafe down there, and no, nah, Dad, we, we need something special. Let's go the other way. So we will let's let's head back to Chapel Street. Mm-hmm. So we left the Alfred. We're heading back. Uh, we and we heading towards Chapel Street, and we come to the hotel Gitan, which mm-hmm. is in Paran there. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so I opened the front door, and I go, to "The guy, you know, mate, are you are you doing lunch?" He goes, "Look, we're not, we're, we're not doing lunch today." He said, "What you're after?" I said, "Look." Just, I don't know, have you got some nibbles? Mm -hmm. Um, He said, well, look, have a look at the entrees on here. The chefs are doing some prep work. Some of the entrees we can do Mm -hmm. for you. I said, look, I'm here with my dad and uh, I said, we're happy to sit out the front. It was a beautiful sunny Mm -hmm. sort of lunchtime. And uh, anyway, so we ordered some croquettes and some oysters. Uh, we, We got a beer each. And we we sat there and had a beer and some oysters and some croquettes, and it was it was just a great memory. And it was you know probably the second third last day before Dad passed away. And so um, so I'm going to go back there because oh, nice. uh, there's some there's some cool memories there, and yeah. uh, and it's a it's a really great place. They have got these great leather booths that you can mm-hmm. sit in. Uh, and I when I made the booking, I messaged them and said, look, could you book me a booth? Yeah, uh, it's a special day. I need to. And um, so I'll sit there for three hours in a booth and just reflect and. So, ah, it's going to be so good, nice. so yeah, awesome. so it's when, booked. Um, when's that? That's next Friday.
0: Awesome. awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, so, uh, uh, so it's good it's a, and it's a, it's a really powerful thing to do, mm. to just to pause and reflect. I've been doing it for probably seven, eight years. Yeah, wow. Um, and I always find somewhere re- nice, although one year I did do it up here because the time just got away and I did it at the Frankston Pub um, which was still cool, right, overlooking the water. and uh, uh, But I find somewhere nice so that y- there's inspiration, mm. you know. We, uh, environment is important. I think mm-hmm. we've talked before about Dan Butner, the guy that researched the blue zones. And mm. when asked, you know, what's the key to people that live in blue zones, people that live on average, you know, to 100 mm-hmm. years of age or more, uh, The I remember the guy that asked him the question said, you know, it's their diet, isn't it? And he said, look, definitely, diet's important, but it's not the most important mm-hmm. thing. And the person said, well, it's because they exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, they often don't have a lot of power in cars. It's exercise. He goes, yeah, 100% diet and exercise. We, we know that it definitely has an impact on longevity, mm-hmm. but it's not it. It's not it. Where I said, is it, is it community? We often hear about the importance mm-hmm. of community, friends, and he said, definitely they have an incredibly strong community mm-hmm. uh, in these places. He said, but it's not it. I goes, what is it? What's What's the secret? He said, it's environment. Mm. And he said, I don't mean clean air environment. I mean the environment supports them eating well, supports mm. them exercising, supports them creating community because they live in a house that doesn't have electricity. And so they've got to go out and chop the wood. So the, the house causes them to have to chop the wood and exercise. Mm. And there's no supermarkets, et cetera, there. Mm-hmm. And there's no car, so they've got to walk to the fruit and veg place, mm-hmm. buy the fruit and veg, and cook it fresh. And on the way there, the houses are all packed together. They've got to pass the houses where all the neighbours are and stop and have a chat. And so a trip to get some groceries can become a three-hour trip because of the community and the stopping. He said it's the environment that they've created that supports the nutrition and the exercise in the community. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think that's super duper important that we find ourselves in an environment that supports our success, that sets us up to do the things that really work. Uh, and so, for me, when I want to do a reflection piece, I put mm. myself somewhere, somewhere cool, mm. you know, yeah. somewhere that inspires me. Yeah, and um, I think it's um, that's beautiful. We have got, yeah, as you said it's two weeks,
0: two in a bit weeks, right till Christmas. And I think that's if we can encourage our listeners to do anything in this. It's already a busy time, but. I think schedule, even that hour or two hours to just sit and reflect. Um, Otherwise, it will just, it will get away and you'll go into it. There's a lot of, like I know my count. there's just stuff coming out of Wazoo, right? Um, And it's just like, just schedule it in because you said it is, you'll be better for it, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Before, because things you know, Christmas happens and then New Year happens and then it's all just going
1: yeah yeah i think it's i think it's essential And this year if you can only just find do you know what everyone can find an hour to go Mm. and have lunch somewhere oh definitely yeah but 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 book in next year's three hour like session somewhere cool and and do the reflection so that you go into christmas just full of gratitude Mm. full of um just wow mm-hmm. what a year yeah what a year yeah uh, that's what you want to hit christmas with i reckon uh, and hit the new year with uh, that behind you mm-hmm. yeah a mm-hmm. uh, good session today we, we covered lots of different things it, it was uh, good i hope our listeners didn't mind the runners conversation it <laughs> uh, <coughs> was
0: good hopefully they get some value yeah,
1: Uh, If you do buy any of those shoes, you can um, tell the
0: companies that they can flick us a royalty fee to Lifelong Learner. Please, we'll
1: take it. I was going to comment on our affiliate link below. (laughs) (laughs) All the
0: the brands that we just (laughs) mentioned.
1: Uh, Mate, enjoy your week. Enjoy the time. Yeah, you too. You too. You too. Great to catch up. Uh, great session as always. Are we going to squeeze one in before Christmas? I just looked at the calendar. We do have one on perfect like, just before. So oh, that's good. Yeah. So I will have done my reflection piece. You will have done yours because yeah, you're going to find the time. I
0: will, and uh, hopefully listeners will. Uh, we may even go live for a little bit. We might need to censor some stuff, but we might go live. We might do a little live stream. Oh, right! Just I to like the mix, idea of that. mix it up, people are usually finished or in the office. It's like like three days before Christmas, I think. So we might do a live. So you might be, um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we have just got to get Maddie out
1: of out of bed with his parole officer. I know. I
0: know. Now, you, uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, it's been four weeks since he saw seen them. So maybe he just stayed there this whole four mm-hmm. weeks. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Mate, uh, good to see you. We'll see you soon. All right. Till next time, guys. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you like this episode and want to know more and hear other episodes, head over to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter where you'll be the first to know when new podcast episodes come out. And if you want to say hello, tell us a joke or ask us a question, send us an email at hello at lifelonglearnerpodcast.com. Thanks again.